0: Alrighty, we are approaching, uh, entry 500, isn't that insane? Done almost 500 of these fucking recordings. If you count the ones that I've deleted, um, like that I have never put up, then I've done more than that, you know? Just a lot of talking. If it's an average of 20 minutes per, because I know most of these are longer, right? What is that? 20 times 500 math is 10,000 out, 10,000 minutes of talking divided by 60, 166 hours. Wait, that's it? You can listen to this in fucking a month of business days. Huh? That's a lot of me to listen to though. I'm sure the average is, is, uh, is longer than that. You know. Because I feel like the twenty minute episodes are not that common. Uh, I don't know. Even have thirty minute but whatever it is, it's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. Um I haven't gotten there yet. But um we're almost there. I'm Ten episodes away. I don't know when the fuck I I don't do these that often anymore. I just scrolled through a little bit and I saw I'm doing like I'm averaging maybe two or three episodes a month. I just don't be doing it that often. I just don't be finding the time. Or when I do find the time, I don't really have... Actually, I can't say I don't have much to say. I always do. But I think... I think as my social life has picked up and my work life has picked up, I've just found more and more shit. To more and more outlets that are not me just talking to myself. But this is still healthy. Um. Apparently I'm famous in India... Okay, I'd like to bow, not Bollywood, but just like So, uh, you all know that nonprofit that I work with, Grip Tape, right? They I made a video during COVID. Um Yeah, I made a video during COVID about my experience uh with Grip Tape. And and apparently, according to the founder of Grip Tape he said, Ugh. Ugh, geez, jeez, why am I yawning? It's two forty six and two forty seven in the day now. I I just want you to know this, okay? I haven't gotten out of I, I did get out of bed because I had this call this morning with India. Um, but the what I was saying, the CEO, uh, the founder, he told me that that video had been making the rounds in India um in like it, with the non profit that they were they were in communications with in India that was trying to get Grip tape started up in India. Um so he invited me to hop on a call um at 7 30 a.m because of course in India over there it's like 7 p.m or 8 p.m or whatever fucking time it is on the other side of the planet right but um yeah I I hopped on this call and there were like a hundred over a hundred uh people on the call um that were like students or or uh or like uh non profit peoples or entrepreneurs or you know, type those types of peoples in India and and we just talked about grip tape and like sent us into breakout rooms and I had like twenty people in my room or so, fifteen or twenty people in my room, and it just like told my story and they ans- and they asked me questions and I answered them and it was fun. You know, I love talking about myself, right? The last time uh, when I, when I had a meeting, um, I joined grip tape on a meeting with a potential investor a few, what was it? A few months ago. It was a little bit, it was a few months ago. It must've been like November or so. Right. And, um, it was already cold out. Um, and I, what did I do the rest of that day? I know I had something else to do the rest of that day. I, I think I had to go to work. Um, Yeah, I joined them and we just, like, talked about so many different things and I got to give my story. I probably spoke for way too fucking long as I typically tend to, you know, obviously. Um, But one of the investor uh investors he looked at me initially right he looked at me and then like opened it up and said uh, you too right like he looked at my my colleague Griffin, and said you too which like obviously right but after i finished talking he looked at me specifically and said i would like pay to come listen to you talk and he said you too uh but like you know but he said me first right and that felt really good because i was like oh shit I, it made me start thinking about, damn, do I have a speaking career in, in my future? Because I think I'm decent at it, right? Like, this has this has been a... Partially, this has been a practice. I think that this, doing this, 160-plus hours of just talking to myself and figuring out how to communicate shit to myself and how to dissect shit to myself, like, that's just changed... The trajectory of my communication skills since I started doing this. I think I'm a much better speaker now, right? Like, of course, I have my stutters and my ums and my thing. Well, I don't um very often. Um, <laughs> I just fucking did it. That was that was not planned. That was not planned. Um, I think I think I tend to be a lot clearer now in my speak. I'm more long winded because. Of course, as I'm talking to myself, and practicing with myself, I, I can just expound on everything I'm saying without interruption. So I think that kind of bleeds into into my life now. And I have to really, really catch myself like, oh, shit, you're over talking and you're explaining things three different ways when you don't have to. The first and second way is fine. Right. Um, but. But yeah, like being able to just figure out your own thoughts, like I can just speak off the cuff without a script, which is great. Unless I'm on video right? And also, I haven't had to, like, speak with a mic in front of a group in a while. When is the last time I did that? Actually, I haven't had to do that. I I have had to, like, speak in front of a group without a mic, but, like, you know, I'm giving a presentation or whatever. I've done that before, but, like, on stage in front of a group of people, I'd love to do it, you know? um, I'd love to do it. I'd be a million percent open to like sitting on stage and and talking to a crowd that that'd be fucking dope, right like you know start me off small, start me off with a with a panel, you know a panel, a room of like fifty to a hundred people or so, and then as time goes on, ramp it up more and more and more and shit uh, i think i I think speaking career could be in my future genuinely this is like you know, I, I looked up how much do speakers make on average. And apparently it's like a hundred grand is like the, the, the baseline, Not the baseline, but it's like the average of, of what, like they make a few thousand dollars per gig because usually it's colleges and corporate, uh, corporation businesses and nonprofit, like they're going to places to speak that, that's, that typically, you know, throw money at that. And if you're getting invited to one of those places, like I remember, um, back when I was shooting for, uh, this, uh, a marketing agency um back in like what 20 right before covid like 2019 or so 2018 2019 back when i was shooting for this marketing agency um the ceo my boss he had a speaking engagement a couple speaking engagements in in long island one was at like a like elementary school the other one was at a um was at a college and I'm pretty sure he got paid for the college gig something in the realm of like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars because I got a cut of that. I got give me what like twenty percent of, of that. And he was like, if we get more, then you just get twenty percent or however however much of it. I was like, okay, shit. That could be great, you know? Um. But yeah, that was that was like that was cool. That would have been I would have loved to be on that panel, right? I mean, at the time, I sucked at speaking. But now it's like, damn. I'd love to just get better and better and better at it. I respect speakers so much, right? Like, people who are able to, like, be on a panel and, like, just drop fucking nuggets of of, of wisdom and knowledge and that kind of thing, right? And obviously, I'm, you know, I haven't done shit, really. All I've done is, like, fail <laughs> to at this point in my life, right? You know, the biggest success is... uh, This is the 10th thing I'm doing, is this fucking card game, and this better be the success, right? Um, But I feel like that's a good thing, because I can speak on failure, and I think people just are afraid of it so much. Um, For a lot of reasons, of course. A lot of people don't have the, the, the cushion to fall back on, right? But I sort of think, like, okay, if your baseline is shit, right... And you take a leap of faith, all you're gonna do is fall back into shit. You're not gonna fall any deeper than that. I feel like for most for the most part you know um anyway um bu- 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 what else what else what else what else what else um Yeah, I um, I got work to do. I have to. It's three o'clock. I gotta eat. I woke up at seven thirty for this call. The call ended around like nine or so. I came and knocked the fuck back out. Um, even though I wasn't necessarily, I could feel that I was tired, but I think if I just ate, I would have been fine. But it's just like that I'm just I have no discipline right now. I really have like the worst, worst, worst fucking discipline right now. Um. So I. I I ca I came back to sleep and I was like I set a alarm for like two hours. Right? Actually I think I ended around ten because I set my alarm for like for like noon, right? So I came laid down and set the alarm for two hours and then the moment that shit went off I was like Fuck <sighs> You know, like I woke up just like broken. So I hit snooze 20 minutes snooze again 20 minutes snooze again. and the thing i know about snooze is that when you start hitting snooze you start going accustomed like just like mentally and also your willpower and all that like in your brain the way it works you start growing accustomed to hitting snooze and like doing this like in and out shit that's not satisfying to your sleep or anything right um so i ended up just being in bed for four hours longer than i expected or than i meant to or two hours longer than i meant to it's three o'clock now Right, I'm gonna sleep until noon, and I, I did finally wake up at like around just around two, but then I just laid here on my phone instead of like getting to fucking work. That's why I know I should have brought my laptop into here, um, into my bedroom, so that I could just like work off my laptop. Um, so yeah, I'm a. Let me get my ass up. Um. And go get go get this work done. I told. I told this investor, um, for the card game that I would finish up, I'd be sending him the marketing deck today, and it's going to take me the next, like, four hours to finish it up, probably. If I'd have, if I'd have, instead of coming to bed, if I'd have, like, worked on the marketing deck, I might have been tired, but I'd have probably finished up in four or five. I would have just, like, been finishing up right now, and I would have had the rest of my day to, like, do all the other shit I gotta do, right? Um... So. Anyway, that's all. Um. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a short one. I don't really have much else to say. Work. I'm um, at Thursday Boots. Um. But times getting cut. I was supposed to. I was scheduled for today, initially. But yesterday they took me off schedule. And they asked me if I wanted to be taken off schedule um, because they needed to cut some people because they're overbooked. Um. So. They, so I had them take me off schedule just because I wanted to work on this and I knew that I had this call at 7.30 in the morning. But I feel like if I'd have just taken this call at 7.30 in the morning and finished that up and, like, went straight to work, like, I'd have fallen asleep on the train for sure and probably missed my stop or some shit because I probably for sure would have been tired. But at least when I got there, I could have had a coffee and, like, you know, just, like, got through the day and been awake the whole time. Um, but the thing is, I wouldn't have finished up this fucking pitch deck until, like, late, late, late tonight. Um, that's the other thing. That was like the, uh, this marketing deck is like the most important thing right now. Um, but like, you know, I'm missing out on a day of pay. That's like 130 bucks after tax or so that I'm missing out on, which is not good, but you know, um, I know that my pay next week is going to be fucking garbage doo-doo ass. It's going to be like 600 or 700 bucks probably. Um, and the week after that is going to be even less. I'm just, I'm looking at like five hundred dollars because I'm only scheduled like two or three days. Um, so. Um, yeah, I think uh, that's really it. I don't think I have much else weighing on me. I went to Naked Angels again. I don't if I don't know if I mentioned this before. Naked Angels is this uh this uh group. Actually, I didn't mention this. So there's this dude. Uh, maybe I mentioned it last time I did this. There's this dude I met. He's the most interesting man of the world, okay? I went over to this fucking uh, house party that a friend of mine invited me to. Right? And this the dude who owns that house, it's a pink brownstone in... Oh, well, I guess a pink stone. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck okay, up, Kiwari. It's a pink house in um in a uh, uh, it's like a f- three-story walk-up with like a with like a cellar floor. Um, so four four stories basically. Or four floors rather. Um, in the West Village, and it's owned this man, this 60-year-old former model, like silver fox looking motherfucker. It looks like the American most interesting man in the world. You know? Like the American version of him. A little just a little bit less spice, but still like, you know? Um and this dude's so fucking like dope like he has the energy of like a thirty year old right the the fucking the 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 body of like a forty something year old the face of like a fifty year old and he's sixty years old right um and and he's just like he's just surrounded by all these people like artists types and like you know, people he grew up with. So like you it's just a, a group of people from ranging from my age, maybe a little bit younger, like you know, twenty-three, twenty-four, all the way up to like sixty, sixty-five, right? Um and it's like a cool group. It's like, you know, it was like fifty people the first time. It was like a couple of weekends ago. And then the last weekend we went, there was like a hundred people in the house at some point, right? Um and he owns, I think, I think he owns Naked Angels, right? He doesn't run it like someone else runs it. But I think he's an owner, maybe, potentially. Um, I could be wrong. I Maybe I, I missed out on some bit of knowledge here, But he's associated with them at some, somehow. Um, but he's offering up this pink house for, like, anyone who wants to film shit. Just come in there and do it. Because he's trying to flip it right now over the next, like, year and then sell it for an additional $4 million. I think he bought it for, I looked up the house of street easy, he bought the shit for six. He's selling it for, for 10. Like he's just, he started a vodka brand. He's got five kids, five grown kids. Um, they, they, uh, it, you know, he's just fucking, uh, uh, snowboards and shit. The snowboarding since it was called snurfing, you know, like it, it's just a, I like meeting people who have a million different layers to them. Right. And then they're, like, so excited and proud of themselves that they can't not talk about it. That's me. That's what I do. And I relate to the moment, like, he. he's like, ah, um, oh, yeah, also, I started this vodka brand. Ah, I'm going to stop. I, there's other things, but I'm going I'm to keep it down. I'm like, yeah, dude, I get it because there are a million things that I'm always doing, and it's hard to not talk about every single one of those things. The moment I meet someone, I'm like... Oh hi! I'm a photographer, filmmaker, born and raised in New York City, uh, Brooklyn, New York. My family's Grenadian. I'm fucking, um, you know, I I'm starting, i launching this card brand, this card game, and I launching an ad agency. And like, uh, like I'm a filmmaker. I like these kind of projects. I'm like, I'm an Avatar super fan. I'm like, I'm all, I'm all these fucking things, right? You know, um, it is my heritage, and this is what I'm interested in. And this is what, like, all these fucking. I'm just talking way too much, right? So I totally get it. Like talking to this dude, I'm like, "Yep, I I get you. You get me. We're a we're a happy family." Um, um. And then like all the people around him, right? You know, like one of his closest friends, the guy who was co hosting the party, I gave him the sample deck um of, of my card game. I went to um I went to uh, see Mark Norman live. Uh, did I mention this? I feel like I must have right. I went to see Mark Norman live. It was that night after that show. I went to to this house party, and then like the deck that I was gonna give Mark Norman, I didn't get to actually like see him at the end because apparently you have to pay to fucking meet the VIP, meet the 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 comedians and shit, like to go to the to the green room, and and like that's on the ticket that you buy is like a special ticket, like a VIP ticket to do that. And I assumed that since he gave me a ticket, that it would be one of those, but apparently not. Um, so yeah, I didn't get to actually see him, so I just fucking left. But the deck that I was going I was planning on giving him, I just gave to this dude, and he played it with his brothers, and they were, they were like, oh yeah, we fucking love it. Like, what can we do to support? Like, one of the brothers gave me contact to a cartoonist, um, to like work on the next shit. I still gotta hit him up. I'll send him an email today, but um but yeah like it's just such a welcoming group of people it's all artsy types and and people like that so um i uh i'm excited to know this group but they are all associated or maybe they all run or whatever naked angels which is like a like a play and uh acting and play reading group that they do every tuesday um where they just have people come through like the uh writers they submit their play or their screenplay or their whatever writing it is and they pull they pull actors from the crowd to like read it live on stage right um and it's like not it's a decent turnout it's like 75 80 people about right every every single time I've only been twice so i can't say every single time but like this time i went it's about that the last time i went was like in the in september or so um, right before Labor Day, I think, and that was, that was cool, so I just need to make this more of, like, a, a community that I end up in a little bit more, because all my actor friends go there, right, like, they go every Tuesday or every other Tuesday and, like, hang out, so I gotta make it a more common thing, I'm gonna go this Tuesday, I think I have time, I don't think, I don't think I'm scheduled on Tuesday, I am scheduled on Wednesday, though, which is fucking annoying, because Wednesday is... Hold on, let me make sure. Oh, I'm not. That's not a... Wait, no, hold on. That's my recent shift, so my upcoming. Monday. Oh, Wednesday, 2 to 7. Yeah, I can definitely go and get hungover. Why the fuck? Oh, but jeez, this is a short-ass shift. So, yeah, I'm scheduled Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. So, yeah, I can absolutely go go Tuesday night. So, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go Tuesday night. Um Wednesday is Valentine's Day. Maybe if I meet me a lady, uh, I'll be like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Um, we'll see. There are some gorgeous single chicks there too, right? But they're all actors, so that's the that's the red flag, right? <laughs> I was having a conversation with friends with um some friends of mine. Um, DJ Brandon Parker we were sitting we had a meeting with uh, the community center that we're running this festival with in May but after that we sat at a, at a little whatever and we chatted and like apparently they have this impression of me that I'm always hitting on chicks like I'm always going like I'm always flirting with women which is ninety ninety five 95% of the time not true I so rarely actually like try to like be flirtatious or or fucking go talk to chicks in like a room. i don't do that genuinely right i compliment everyone i'm complimentary i talk to chicks the same way i talk to like everyone right um you know it takes me a while to like be it so they have this impression of me that like i'm always doing that and like oh no we know the difference when you're just talking to someone and when you're like flirting with them i'm like no you fucking don't obviously because i'm never doing that like genuinely never doing that, you know. Um, I genuinely don't know how to do that on the first try. Like, it's very rare that I meet a chick who, like, I can, I, like, within thirty minutes we were like flirtatious back and forth, forth, you know. I, but before that, I, I just don't know. It's just like it's not something that's in me, right? I'm just uncomfortable doing it with someone that I don't like, I don't understand shit about you. I don't know where to poke and prod to be flirtatious with you, you know? Um So it's just weird that they give me that they have this impression of me. And like I literally told them and and DJ's and so fucking condescending. He's like, you know, it's okay. You don't it's okay to flirt with women. He's just fine. You don't have to like be defensive. I'm like, I understand that. I totally understand that. However, I'm just, I don't do that. I just don't, right? Next time you catch me, you think that I'm doing that? Just, like, call me out on it, right? Like, tell me. Pull me aside and be like, oh, that's that's what I mean when I say that you're flirting. And I'll tell you that I was literally not, right? Or if I was, I'd be like, yeah, okay, you caught me the one time I actually was, but That's also, like, that's not far removed from how I talk to most people, you know? Um, And also, it just makes no sense. If I'm flirting all the time, why the fuck am I still single? (laughs) You know? If I'm just flirting literally all the time, why why am I still single? Because if that's true, I'm flirting with chicks that I'm attracted to all the time. If it's true that I'm flirting all the time, then chicks that I'm attracted to absolutely all the time. But I am, I am, it, it just makes no sense. This perception of me just doesn't compute to me and it bothers me because, because like I don't, you know, I'm just charismatic. That's all right. I'm sorry. I'm charismatic and I compliment everyone and I'm fucking like, you know, cracking jokes with everyone. I'm sorry. But like literally, <laughs> this, is, you know, what am I supposed to do? Um, anyway. 25 minutes in Um, I'm gonna call it a thing let me go and get work done